right, this is me. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to, to be with you. So here's what I'm going to try to accomplish in a few minutes. I want to teach you to pray. I want to teach you to pray. And, and if you remember in Luke's gospel, his disciples saw Jesus praying, and they came to him afterwards, and they said, hey, will you teach us to pray like John the Baptist's disciples did? And then he went and went through the Lord's Prayer with him. Our Father who art in heaven, he gave him that. And I'm not, I'm not going to do that, but, but I'm going to try to at least give you some handles and helps as you think about that. Martin Luther quoted, says this about prayer, To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. So if you think about your own prayer life, you claim to be a Christ follower, how is it? If, if you had to fill in the blank and my prayer life is, how would you describe it with one word or a sentence? My prayer life is what? What comes to mind? Good, strong, inconsistent, hard. I'm crushing it. Inconsistent. Inconsistent, right? It's better than non-existent, right? Luther said you really can't be a Christian and have a non-existent prayer life. Anybody else? What comes to mind? Thoughts? Hard? So let, let me outline a problem, a solution, and a method. And if any of you have read Donald Whitney, he was one of my professors at Southern Seminary, he put a book out called The Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. And in one of those sections, he talked about prayer as a spiritual discipline. And he's written a book since then on that, which I have talked about at Mambrino a little bit. Um, so some of you may have heard this as well. But so it's so important to our, our spiritual development, to intimacy with God, right? That's why we call God Father. Think about the relationship that we have with God. If you remember in Matthew 6, um, one of the things that, that, that Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, when you go into your closet or your prayer room or whatever, pray like this, you pray to the Father, right? And everybody thinks that that's, the purpose of that is find a quiet place and find a room in your home where there's no distractions, and, and you go in there, and in silence you pray to God, which is, which is good if you can have that, right? Many people in the first century didn't have the luxury of getting away from people because they had only a couple rooms in their house. Jesus himself would have had six or seven people in the house in one or two rooms only, and maybe a little place to do carpentry. Um, so there's really not that, that space. But the idea was you have a relationship with a father, a heavenly father, and that should govern your prayer life, right? That's a... That's, a, that's an intimate relationship. That's a um, privilege to come to your Father. So you recognize that you're coming before your Father in prayer. But so one of the problems I have, and I don't know if you find this to be true in your life as well, if I don't have the Bible or something before me, my prayers tend to do what? What do you tend to do when you sit down to pray? They tend to be tend to be repetitive over and over. I kind of say the same things about the same things about the same things over and over again. Yeah, very good. What else? I tend to get sidetracked. Okay, how so? 
Um, just thinking about other things. That's right. Right, right, right. Two real negative things are repetitive, and I get sidetracked. And I start thinking about, ah, my leg itches. Ah, I got bit by mosquitoes earlier today. Ah, I have a quiz tomorrow morning. Ah, I have proverbs to memorize. Ah, I have to forgot to text this person back. Ah, I forgot to do this, or I forgot to do that. And your mind tends to, to wander, right? And what we do then... In Christians, remember, God's given Christians the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God longs to have communion with God. So if you're a Christian, your, your spirit in you desires the things of God and desires to pray, right? And, and wants to pray. So then why, why do Christians not pray? Well, as often as they should. One of the reasons is, is because prayer tends for a lot of us to be boring. It becomes repetitive, and we become distracted, and then we feel bad about it. And then, so we just are like, why pray? And so if you are a believer, and you do have the Spirit, and you have the desire to pray, the issue isn't that you're some second-rate or second-tier or immature Christian. Because a lot of people think that. They're just like, I'm just not spiritual enough. I just can't pray like my pastor. I, I can't pray like my, my dad. Or I can't pray like one of the elders, right? So why, why even try? I'm like a second or third rate Christian, as if there's some kind of tears. And we try to convince ourselves of that as well. But, but let, me, let me say that maybe the problem is your method and your methodology in prayer. So the solution... I think, and Donald Whitney would say, one of the solutions to a prayer life that seems repetitive and, and dull and we pray the same things about the same things and say the same things about the same things over and over again is to do what? What do you think a solution to that might be? Any ideas? Anything you do? You're not allowed to answer. My sons are not allowed to answer because we do this. But do you do this? That's the question. Okay. You pray God's Word. You pray the Scriptures, right? This isn't revolutionary, this isn't hard, but you pray the Scriptures. But specifically, there's a book of the Bible that is especially for this purpose. Drew? Psalms. The book of Psalms, right? This is, this is God's song book and prayer book in which... His very words, he wants his people to do what with? He's made it for what, Lincoln? Yeah, we, we are singing back the very words that God has given us. Right? And so, you can't go wrong with praying the Psalms. Because many of the Psalms, not only are they sung, but they're, they're prayed. They're ready-made prayers. They're inspired by God. And you're praying God's word back to him. Well, where else would you go in Scripture if you didn't go to the Psalms? What might be a natural place to go to? No, Lincoln, you're not allowed to answer this one. Jaden, what do you think? Where else might you go? Where else might you go? Okay. You pray the Proverbs. And you guys are. You're, 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 you're Storing up the word in your heart. The Proverbs are good little 
short, pithy sayings to pray, right? That I'd be wise, that I wouldn't be foolish, that I would not love money, that I would be generous. You know, all these different things. Where, where else? Is there other prayers in Scripture? Where do you find those? The Lord's Prayer? There's the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6 and Luke 11. Say it again. You could go back to the Gospels anywhere in the Gospels. Yeah, so really, really, you, anywhere you're reading in Scripture, you could pray that. Some are going to be more applicable than others, right? Narratives are a little bit harder. But think about the New Testament epistles. What do almost all of them open up with? Gannon? I fall from you. Okay, yeah, he addresses them, who he is, the recipients, says something nice, and then almost always, unless you're in Galatians, and he gets mad at them. And, and he, he prays for them, right? He rebukes them. But he, he, he lays out a prayer in almost all, if you read the prayers, they're all about spiritual things, right? They're not about the physical, not that you shouldn't pray for the physical, they're about, almost all about the spiritual. But if you just go into the Psalms, and, and, and you know, just for instance, think for a minute, just think for a minute, that the Psalms are a good place, but any place in Scripture you're reading, really, you can pray. But for the Psalms in particular, um, most of you know or had to memorize Psalm 23, right? Okay. So, so whoever here knows Psalm 23 on the wall? Any of you, Anna? Can you tell us it? Yeah. You get to be right on here. You can come up to the mic and everything. Would you want to share Psalm 23? How about you start it and we'll fill you in. Everybody here should be able to do it. Nice and loud. Yeah. It's hard when you're put on the spot, isn't it? Yeah. So you know it, though, right? He leads me past the righteousness for his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the death. I'll fear an evil for his with me. Your rod and your staff will comfort me. So think of Psalm 23 just for a minute. Okay. Now, if you were to pray that psalm starting in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay, right? That's the very first verse. Now, think of what you normally pray for. Now, I'm assuming, as, as Jesus assumes, when you pray, right, it's not a matter of, um, it, it's, it's not a, it's a command, right? It's not a matter of preference. When you pray, pray like this. So when you, some of the things you think about, you pray for, what are some of the things you pray for? My sister's healing. Okay, your sister's healing. Layla, right? Layla's healing. Okay. Anything else? Somebody else? What do you pray for? So, so your sister's healing. I bet that could become repetitive, though, right? I pray she'd heal. I pray she'd feel better. Right. Imagine for a minute, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And you pray that, right? Lord, you have given Layla a shepherd. Not just any shepherd, but a good shepherd. A perfect shepherd who knows how to keep, take care of her, who will um, restore her soul, right? Praying that, that he will lead her to pluck, you know, green pastures where she's cared for, refreshed, or remind her that she shall not want. She has everything she needs in Christ, right? There's a lot of things we want for and desire, Lord, and some of them aren't good. Um, we desire and want her healing. We pray for that, and we ask you to 
to restore her, shepherd her, take care of her. Now, for me, I might even pray that, that I'd be a good shepherd. God's given me a responsibility to shepherd the people at Mambrina Baptist Church, and I, I would shepherd a flock well, or I wouldn't be uh, an overseer that is, um, you know, one that's harsh or grumbling or complaining. So you allow the text just to govern your prayers, just like that, the Lord. Thank you that he's my Lord, that he's master, that he's good, that I can trust him, that he's all-powerful because he is Lord. There is no Lord other than him. He's the Lord of lords and king of kings. And, and this simple methodology allows you to put, to take the repetitiveness of your prayers and give them some substance, right? Um, even in the hardest times, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God's not behind me. God's not in front of me. He is with me. He promises to be with me. He promises never to leave me or forsake me. I can take comfort in that no matter what happens to me. God is here. He is present. He promises his presence, Lord. You're a God that never leaves or forsakes. So those are things. You just work through verse 1 and down. Now, just a, just a really quick methodology for you to remember um, and how to do this. So the solution is open your Bible, pray the scriptures. And in our church, we do something in worship called revelation response, right? So what we do is we read the Word of God, and you see this throughout Scripture as well. You see it in the epistles as well. Paul will teach something. Paul will, will, will speak on an issue, and then it leads to a response. It leads to a doxology. It leads to song. And so we do that too, revelation response. We read and we sing, right? Out of the overflow of our heart comes that. And it's similar to that. You read the Scriptures, you put God's Word on your heart, and then you respond in prayer. Um, so if you just take the Psalms, how many Psalms are, have anybody done this before besides my kids? This methodology, because I, did I teach you that too? No, you have, you might. So, so, um, how many Psalms are there? No, not you, Drew Hudson. How many, you, you, you raised, you raised up, that counts as, you move it. How many Psalms are there? Put you on the, 100 and, you're, you're good. Close, a little less. Jaded. No, no, come in between. Andrew. Oh, plus one, Henry. 150. There's 150 Psalms, correct? Okay. Now, how many days are in the average month? Average, Jacob. 30. 30. Okay, so there's 30 days, right? This is simple. How long, how many Psalms? would you need to do a day to get to 150? This is real quick math, but it's early in the morning. River? Five. five. All right, so just five psalms. So here's what you do. You take the day of the month. Take the day of the month. And let me tell you, if you one of the things you got to remember what Scripture says, have nothing to do with foolish or ignorant controversies. Rather, train yourself for what? What are you supposed to train yourself for? It doesn't just happen. Train yourself for, when you guys have these scriptures memorized, train yourself for godliness. Right? We're to train ourselves. It doesn't just happen. Does godliness just happen? Does your prayer life just, just ooze out because, you know, you don't practice? You don't set a time? You don't make it a habit? You know, you can also train yourself for greed. The, the, the false prophets and the enemies of God in Second Peter, they had hearts full of adultery. Trained in greed. You know, you want to be trained in greed or trained in selfishness? You're, you're, you are habitual creatures. How many of you got up this morning and were like, what do I do now? The alarm went off. 
Which foot goes on the ground first? Then what do I do? How do I brush my teeth? How do I get in? You know, does anybody do that? No, but at one point you did. I mean, I had to train my kids still to brush their teeth. But, but, maybe. But, but you do that, right? How many of you know how to tie your shoes? How many of you think about it and think, how do I tie my shoes? I kind of forget. No, you've, you've trained yourself in those things. God's given us, that's a good thing, right? You're not trying to figure it out. Some of you still need help, but that's okay. But yeah, so you, you have to train yourself. Regardless. So, so when you're talking about teach us to pray, praying the Psalms, guys, gals, um, is you take the, the Psalm of the day. So what's today? It's the day of the week. You do have to know the day of the week. Lincoln, what's today? Today's the 13th. Okay. So if I just take five Psalms, Right. If I started with one, I could just add 30 to each. But all you do is take the psalm of the day, 13, and you add 30 to it. Okay. What, 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 what if you add 30, what do you get? 43, and then 30 more? Yeah, you guys are quick. 30 more? 30 more. Okay. There's your five psalms of the day. You look through the book, look through the Bible, you look at a psalm, you read a little bit of the beginning or whatever. You don't have to pray all five psalms. And you look at a psalm and you pray one of those five psalms or you play parts of all five of those psalms. There are going to be some parts, verse by verse, you go that you just pass over. You're just like, I don't really know how to pray that. And that's just fine. And you just let the Word of God saturate your heart and you pray God's Word. And you and, and, and the same things that are on your heart to pray for, Layla or school or parents or family or grandparents or people that are sick or the church, or your own, you know, personal development, personal devotional life. You pray those things. And it's the same with every one. You get through all 150 every month. You probably not pray every psalm. But that is just a just a, a quick, helpful, I think, methodology to direct your prayers. Um, and there's a book on this called Praying the Scriptures. I think you guys are going to do it at Grace Community. I saw Brian with a whole box of them. The youth is doing it. Are they doing it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praying the Bible. Do you do that, Pierce? Yes. Okay, so you just did want to be humble and not answer the questions. That's good. I appreciate that. So you, you have you started this methodology? Yes. How Has it helped your prayer life? No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I do this with adults, younger people, everybody, myself. And let me tell you, the, when they begin to do that, the thing is practicing. If you don't do it, you don't believe it happens. If you don't do this today at lunch, if you don't take... 30 seconds, you know, minute, Psalm 13, just look at it and pray it. So some people, you believe you can only pray and sit there for like two minutes and pray. You're like, that's the longest prayer, right? If, you're, if your parents or somebody prays for more than like 30 seconds at dinner or they pray for like a minute, look at, yeah, why? Well, it's like, yeah, I'm thankful food's getting cold. It's like, this seems like forever. You're like, I could never pray this long. And if you sit down and pray the scriptures, you'd be shocked. You think you can only pray for like five minutes. You can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. I mean, and it, it doesn't seem like it's an eternity. And your prayer life will continue to develop as you put God's word on it. That's my encouragement for you today. Let me pray and, uh, and I'll let you go because I'm over time. Sorry. Lord, we do, um, man, we pray that uh, for these young ones, for these young ambassadors of Christ, that, that not only would they um, pray the word, but they would know the word, right? It'd be stored up in their heart that I might not sin against you, but... But also, Lord, you're calling us to think on the things of God as well, to spend time in your word. Lord, we spend time with so many other things that, that have no eternal value, Lord, that so much distract us. And so give them a hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be satisfied. 
And I pray even today, Lord, that, that you would recall this we talked about to their mind. They would think of the psalm of the day and, and they would be willing, Lord, to go to your word and let it um, just move their heart to, to prayer, to faithfulness, to communion with you, Lord, as well. Um, so I'm asking these things in, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting me share.